Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. Hope you guys are rocking and rolling on your restful uh, end of weekend, beginning of prep for the week. Um, I came off a really great week. Um, got a lot of stuff done. And I, uh, among those was writing something that I'm calling the hybrid manifesto. I'm playing around with the title, but uh, more or less kind of uh, a very in-depth look at, um, you know, industry trends, where we're looking, what's going on now, that kind of thing. And in writing the hybrid manifesto, um, it became clear when I got to the last section, which is kind of like, what do you do now, right? What is the path ahead? What are the choices that you need to make um, given different scenarios, et cetera? And so when I was looking at that, it became clear that there was really only one choice that needs to happen. And then there's just two paths that split off of that. And so it was good for me because I, you know, when we first launched hybrid, I was like, there's five kind of different scenarios. And then developing it more, I was like, well, these two are kind of similar. This is just applied differently. So there's really four. And then going from four, um, now it really comes down to like one central choice and then two paths. And so if you'll allow me, I'll show you, share with you what those are. And so the single question that has to be answered at the beginning before you go down the path of whether you want to convert into a hybrid facility or not is simply, do I want to have an in-gym training community? That's it. If you want to have an in-gym training community, you want to keep, you know, keep the in-gym experience, et cetera, you love that and that's amazing, that's awesome, then there's one really clear path that you need to go down, right? On the flip side, if you say, you know what, I, I don't need that necessarily, I just like getting clients results um, and I don't have an in-person requirement to actually watch them work out at my facility, then there's a second path and so I'll go down both. So. If you want to keep your facility and the community and the training that you have intact at your facility, then the only thing that you're going to do is simply add it as an additional level of service, which is what we call bolt-on. So instead of, or in lieu of having a semi-private um, training, which you might have, and that's what I espoused for a really long time, instead of needing to spend the money on the equipment, spend use the extra square footage, um, deal with scheduling and logistics around trainers for semi-privates, um, you can have the same revenue per customer except, uh, and the same profit per customer because HCP is also 20% goes to the coach. And so both of them are actually the same in terms of profit. It's simply that with hybrid, you don't have all of the constraints that are associated with it. And so you would take your existing customer base, you'd add an additional level of service, which is bolt-on. And then from an acquisition standpoint, when someone comes in, all you're simply doing is offering them a choice, right? And this is the long-term sustainable way of doing this because you say, you get to the end of the sale and you'd say, listen, you can do this uh, at predefined times in a group at our facility, um, or would you prefer to do this one-on-one with me at your own convenience, right? And that's simply the question. So everything up to that point is the same. So it's the same external promotion. You don't need to change anything there. You don't need to change your landing pages. When they come in, you don't need to change your pitch. You literally just say at the end of this, would you prefer to do X or prefer to do Y, right? A, B, right? And the nice thing is that it's an A, B close, it's an assumed sale, um, and it's relatively prescriptive. And so you simply just say, do you wanna do this as workouts in a group here at pre like predefined times in the gym, or would you rather work out with me individually, one-on-one -on -one at your own, ex outside of the gym at your own convenience? Right. And then from there, a person will pick the thing that matches their their that suits their needs. Right. And so that is the sustainable way forward for gyms who want to keep their gym, keep their community, keep the in training workouts, all of that kind of stuff. 
That means that all you're doing is you add the additional level to your existing members, which means you're ascending them. So you add your profit per member, which will massively increase. And I've made other videos about just adding that level of service to your existing membership base makes you more money. But then from an acquisition standpoint, so that your gym does not die out because you're feeding only one thing, when they come in, you give them the option A or B, which one would you prefer? And then you move on your merry way. Real quick, guys, if you can think about how you found this podcast, somebody probably tweeted it, told you about it, shared it on Instagram or something like that. The only way this grows is through word of mouth. And so I don't run ads. I don't do sponsorships. I don't sell anything. My only ask is that you continue to pay it forward to whoever showed you or however you found out about this podcast that you do the exact same thing. So if it was a review, if it was a post, if you do that, it would mean the world to me and you'll throw some good karma out there for another entrepreneur. And with those situations, you can actually sell both too. You can sell them in the uh, in-person uh, workouts and then also tack on um, bolt-on or hybrid on top of that. So you can actually get your EFT to around $400 a month uh, for that client with really no additional costs. So that is kind of like after writing through writing through this entire manifest, which is about 100 pages, like that was kind of the distillation of like, if you want to keep your gym, this is the best way to do it. Now. The second scenario is you say, I don't need to keep my gym in person. I'm not married to that. I'm, I, I prefer the one-on-one -on -one or closer relationships, et cetera. I'm happy to cut my, cut my overhead, et cetera. Then really, if you, there's like in that one, there's two sub scenarios. And this is how you can see how I got multiple scenarios, but there's really just two sub scenarios. If you are in favor of a long-term full hybrid model, then it's just, do you have a gym already or do you not have a gym? If you have a gym already, then what you have to do is essentially start it as a side business. What I mean by that is that you're going to continue to market and sell, but you're not going to be feeding the in-person business. You're simply going to be stacking up your hybrid or side business, right? A side hustle version. And then the nice thing is because the profit is so high on this one, this will essentially cover the decrease that will happen in your main business because you're no longer feeding it, right? And so as this one increases, eventually there will be a time or a moment where the revenue from this and the profit from this far exceeds the profit you're making from your main business and the fixed cost that you have associated with it. And then at that point, you could make the transition from an in-person facility to a full hybrid facility. And so that is where, I mean, a lot of our gyms have, have gotten to that point already and they're, and they're making that transition, et cetera. So you wanna build this up. Now, if I wanna give you like overarching numbers, I think you should shoot for 50 to 75 um, hybrid clients before making the full switch. This is just having done this with a lot of gyms now um, and walked plenty of them through that process. Um, 75 seems to pretty much cover you. Um, I said at a minimum 50, but the more the merrier, because if you're doing 75 clients who are paying you $400 a month, you're more than covered. Um, and really the rest of that will now be pocket money because you're eliminating all the costs that were associated with the old business, all right? So if we have our original choice, do you want to keep the gym uh, in the in-person training? Do you want to not keep it? We already covered if you want to uh, keep the in-person training and then we entered into if you don't want to keep it and we just covered if you have a gym. So what happens if you don't have a facility? So this would be people who have like personal trainers or people who are starting hybrid facilities. So if this is you, it works the exact same way except you don't have to deal with the other business at the same time. So in some senses, you have an advantage of not having to kind of deal with some of the mental attention split of having to keep this one kind of going while you're really focusing your attention on feeding this um, side business, right? So for you, it wouldn't be a side business. It would be the main business. And someone posted in here earlier where they just, they started their gym as a full hybrid facility and 
that's the beauty of it. There's not a lot of overhead. And so all of the sales that come in are just pure profit, which is fantastic. And so that's kind of the way that I see this crystallizing out is that the existing gym becomes more profitable by adding this in. No argument. And it becomes logistically easier because there's no equipment outlay uh, from a cash standpoint. You don't have to put square footage and allocate that. So you don't have to decrease your class sizes. Um, and you don't have to deal with scheduling and coordinating with trainers, right? So, which is all the downsides of uh, semi-private, right? Now, semi-private's great. It's just that those are those are some of the costs associated with it. And so hybrid gets you all the benefits of an HTP type setup or a high ticket program type setup for semis, except you don't have to deal with all the other stuff. So pretty much any group training facility can add this as an additional level of service, make more money, really not change anything fundamental about the gym, even the acquisition just becomes an AB close of which direction they want to go. And you feed both businesses simultaneously, which allows you to keep above average profits um, by a long shot compared to facilities that aren't executing that. And then the alternative is you want to go full hybrid. You like that model of just having a very small fixed cost with the rent and then having 20% cost that's variable that goes up as you scale more clients and goes down if you have less. Um, and then in that case, you either transition by building that up so that it can replace your existing revenue and then cutting that one off and then keeping this. Or if you don't have one, just building it from the onset as a full hybrid facility with no in-person training. So anyhow, I hope that clarifies it for anybody who was unclear. Um, I know that I've had multiple scenarios um, that I, I think some of the case studies that we have have five scenarios. I think this kind of distills it down into really the one, the one decision that needs to be made. Do I want to keep in-person training? Do I not want to keep in-person training? And then if you, and then once you've made that decision, the path is fairly straightforward, right? Add an additional level of service, AB close on the front end, and then, um, or just feed 100% the new business, let that one cover the costs of the old business until eventually you can shut down the cost of the old business and then reap all of the rewards and profit of the new. And that is all. So I hope you guys have an amazing Sunday. I hope that answered some of the questions that you might've had surrounding hybrid. Um, I love the questions, so thank you, keep them coming. Um, I get. I get them all over the place. So I try to do my best to kind of consolidate them into simple framework. So have an amazing day. Keep being amazing. I'm going to say amazing more times. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.